Welcome to Her Sports Convo with Ashley Wilson. Hey y'all, welcome back. Crazy to see you here again. You know, we're on episode three. We've been doing this for three weeks now, and I feel like we're really, you know, we're all really getting in their groove. I'm getting in my groove. You're maybe getting in your groove. You know, you have a little routine where you just listen to me while you're, I don't know, doing your work or whatever you may do. But thanks again for listening. And also follow Her Sports Convo podcast on Instagram so you can stay up to date on all things Her Sports Convo. Yes, and don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe on any podcast platform you decide to listen to on and share it with a friend because you know who doesn't want more people in our convo this week we're just topping it off we're just having a good time and let's just get into this week's episode yes on saturday our girl naomi osaka won the u.s open big congrats to her Personally, I think she won because maybe some way in the grand scheme of all the craziness that's going on, she could have possibly heard us talking about her last week. You know, you never know. We live in crazy times and maybe it was recommended to her. I did at her, possibly. Again, Naomi, if you're listening, you're probably not. Hey girl, how you doing? Yes, but she did win in three sets. She was the first women's player to win in like 20 years who lost the first set which was good because she lost that first set pretty bad it was 6-1 it wasn't looking good but you know she got into her fighting spirit as she said she wore Kobe Bryant's jersey after every match she played and she said that that gave her like good juju her in that mamba mentality and that is definitely what she channeled into those two last sets because she really kicked it off but yes if you didn't know naomi osaka is dating corday he's a rapper yes the entire internet was going crazy for corday he was caught on camera like having this really big reaction to her winning and it was so exciting and it was so funny to look at i do recommend you going to look at it if you haven't seen it but yeah that was really great to see also they took like their group photo and at the very end he was kind of walking out there like oh am i supposed to be in the photo like he was at the end you know like when you bring somebody over for the family picture and they're not quite not sure if they're ready to be in the family picture that was definitely what it looked like he was doing and it was pretty funny so again haven't seen it go check out the video of Corday and all that stuff it's 100% on the internet you find it you can look it up this is also the annual week plug to join twitter so you can understand the reference that I make if you haven't joined it now what are you waiting for it comes up literally every week I talk about it so please join twitter so we can all have our inside jokes together and we can dm about it and we can all understand what's happening. Now onto the NBA. I went three for one. Well, I'm going to technically count myself as going three for one in my predictions last week. The Lakers won their series in five. Like I said, they were. Miami Heat beat the Bucks in five games. Like I said, they were. Now the other two, I was a little off kiltered about the numbers, but I was still right about the Celtics winning, just didn't see it going to game seven. I was wrong on that point, but I was still right overall. Now I'm going to give myself the loss for the Clippers and the Nuggets series solely because I was so off from my game prediction. I just knew they were going to win in like five, but now they're going to game seven. As I'm recording this, I don't know who won, but I'm going to say that the Clippers win 
I don't even know. I'm not even confident in that decision myself. But yeah, I'm going to say that the Clippers win. I will not be shocked if the Nuggets beat them because they came back one time already from down 3-1. So what's another time? Yes, I'm going to say that the Clippers won, but I'm not confident at that choice by any means. My early, early, early predictions for the Eastern Conference Finals, since that is already set between the Celtics and the Heat, I'm going to say they're going to go to seven games and that the Celtics are going to win this series. Every game is going to be kind of close, not necessarily like down to the buzzer beater close, but I think every game is going to be pretty close. They're going to go to seven and the Celtics are going to come out on top. I'm not going to make a prediction about the Western Conference Finals right now because I don't know who the Lakers are going to play. I don't know if that's going to determine my decision when I found out when they play, but at the time I'm recording this, I don't know who the Lakers are going to play. So we'll hold off on that until next week. So come back for next week if you want to hear my predictions about the Western Conference Finals. As the NBA playoffs are starting to wind down, the WNBA kicked off their playoffs on Tuesday. Big congrats to those ladies. The one and two seed are Las Vegas Aces and the Seattle Storm. The WNBA has a different playoff structure than the NBA. They do not have Eastern and Western conferences. When it comes to the playoffs time, they all just go one to eight. One and two get a bye all the way until the semifinals. And in the semifinals, that's when they go game one to game five, you know, if necessary. The first round was between the Connecticut Sun and the Chicago Sky and the other one was between the Washington Mystics and Phoenix Mercury. Now that game has not taken place at the time of this recording but the winner of those two games will play the Minnesota Leaks and the LA Sparks Thursday 7 and 9 on ESPN so make sure you tune in to them. If you don't remember the Minnesota Lynx that is where Crystal Dangerfield. I shouted her out first episode. You can go watch her play. She was rookie of the month. She's doing great things still from even our mention. If you hadn't checked her out, please go do that because she's really killing the game. And then the LA Sparks, as you know, you have Candace Parker really leading that team. I also really like the Las Vegas Aces. If you don't know much about them, they're a third-year franchise extension of the WNBA. They have Asia Wilson. She's basically in a two-person running for MVP of the year between her and Brianna Stewart from the Seattle Storm. Asia Wilson, star player out of South Carolina, really came on the scene, big personality. I admire her. She's really cool. And Brianna Stewart, she went to UConn, really historic program. She won so many championships with UConn, like most people do when they go to UConn. And also, Crystal Dangerfield also went to UConn, so you know, we like UConn here. No problems against South Carolina, of course, but you are who you are. Yeah, make sure you go check out those women. All their games are going to be on ESPN. PN or ABC so make sure you follow that playoff series and I'll definitely have predictions for those games next week so come back and see who I choose. As we're stepping away from basketball, let's not forget about the big excitement we have over the weekend with football being back. You know, the NFL came out on Thursday, Sunday, and Monday. Big games. Personally, I just thought it was very strange that they have these like multi-million billion places and they were completely empty. The LA Chargers and the LA Rams built this new big facility. They share it together obviously because we're in LA or you're gonna find a place for there to be two football stadiums. But yes this stadium cost millions of billions of dollars and they had no seats. They were talking about in the game if you watched it how like one side pull back the wall and like let the ocean breeze come in. If that's not very LA I don't know what is. Yes, they have these big stadiums with nobody in it, but 
I'm pretty sure those people who make the tonal coverings that they come out of, they're doing great business now because they're putting them over the seats. So it looks like, you know, the seats don't look as empty when you're looking on TV and their sponsors are putting their logos and stuff on it. So I know those people who make the tonal coverings are doing fantastic at this time. So last week I talked about my, can, can I call them my ex-favorites? Let's say my former favorite team of the NFL, the Panthers, they did lose, unfortunately, but I wasn't sad necessarily that they lost. I was kind of sad for Teddy Bridgewater because, you know, he's really kind of, I'm going to say in the second coming of his NFL career after he had that injury in Minnesota and then he spent time at the Saints and really kind of came back when Drew Brees was out for those five games and was five and a starter and, you know, this was kind of his second act at Carolina. Kind of sad he didn't win, but again, there's 15 more weeks of the season left, so hope, you know, it kind of turns around for them. But yeah, talking about people who used to play for somewhere else, you know, Cam Newton and the Patriots won. They won in a pretty, I would say, decisive faction. I mean, yes, the game was only a 10-point differential at the end, but if you watched it and you saw how more control Patriots had over the game, and you could see how much fun it looked like Cam was having, I mean, even though he got sacked a few times, you know, it's, it's the way it goes. Overall, it just seemed like when you're watching it on TV, he had more fun. And also, if you saw what he wore when he was coming to the stadium, that mellow yellow, I don't even know, it's probably brighter than your mellow yellow, but yes, he had on a bright yellow suit walking into the building and it gave me strong Easter Sunday vibes, even though Easter is so far away. I'm talking about the old quarterback for the Patriots, Tom Brady, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers unfortunately took that L last week, you know, to the New Orleans Saints. I would say that was a pretty good game for a team, a franchise who was kind of like figuring it out. The New Orleans Saints have had their, you know, core players for so long now they're all in a rhythm they're all really well connected and Tampa Bay just hasn't had enough time to really put that together knowing that they didn't have a chance to have the preseason games like usual and couldn't have as long as a camp because of everything going on so I do think that they have a shot yes the Saints run the division they are in so it's going to be a little hard for them to come back but I think they really will have a good shot at making it to the playoffs as well as the Saints now, when the Saints, their running back, Alvin Kamara, signed a big deal, contract extension to stay with the Saints for a little longer, so shout out to him. Really well worth it. That team basically runs through him, Drew Brees, and Michael Thomas. Big shout out to those guys. Happy to see players showing and getting what they believe they're worth, and so I'm really excited to see that happen for them. Now, also staying in the NFC East, the Washington football team, I almost said something else, but yes, the Washington football team, they got their win with Dwayne Haskins and Ron Rivera. So excited to see both of them win some games because they've had a hard time. As you know, Dwayne Haskins, he felt like he was slighted last year. One, because he wasn't the starter. Two, because when he was drafted, so many people passed him. So to seeing him really get the chance and opportunity to grow in Washington, where I feel like he wants to be because that's near his hometown. So that's really great to see. And Riverboat Ron out there after, you know, the Panthers did him dirty, in my personal opinion. They did him real dirty, and they let him go. So having him, you know, be at another team and really excel. About a few weeks ago, he announced that he was diagnosed with cancer, and that's really hard, and I hope the best for him that he makes it through that. At halftime, he had to get an IV to make sure he was ready to go for the second half, which was so important because if you watch the game, you know that's when they made their comeback. That's when they turned it on because they were down and out, and I just thought they were going to lose, but you know, when you're 
down like 10-0 at halftime you just don't even think you can come back for that so big congrats to them and I'm excited to see what Dwayne Haskins and Ron Rivera really puts together out there at Washington. And sticking on the gridiron with college football, you know, I would say it was a pretty overall boring week in college football. There was no big upsets. There was really no big games this week. The Big Ten and the Pac-12 decided not to play at the beginning of the season. So that's half the Power Five schools not playing at all right now. And the SEC did not play this starting week. So it was really only the ACC and the Big 12 out here playing, which made for some... I'm going to say personal lackluster games, but two games that I saw that really stood out to me personally were, I would say, in my opinion, upsets. One was an actual upset and the other was just kind of a crazy comeback. Get into it. The first one is Florida State versus Georgia Tech. Now, I would say Florida State has had their ups and downs not only this season, but I would say ever since their former coach Jimbo Fisher left, they have not been doing too hot. You know, they had an interim coach for basically they had like the same interim coach twice in 2017 and then they hired Willie Taggart after Jimbo left, but that just really didn't work out. You know, it was a lot of high expectations with really no reward from as I'm seeing as someone who watches, you know, ACC Florida State football. And I'm pretty sure if you're a Florida State fan, you would feel the exact same way. But now they have a new coach, Mike Norville, who they started off really well. They started off 10-0 at halftime. You think your team is up 10-0, you know, you're like, okay, we can do this. We haven't really won a lot of games over the past four years. This is our time. This is it. We're up 10-0. Florida State was doing it on offense, on defense. They were coming out. They were aggressive. Now, give it to Georgia Tech. They did have a lot of freshmen, a lot of underclassmen who, you know, they got nervous in the first game of the season. They're playing through a pandemic. You know, there's just a lot of other things going on in the world. So, for them to be nervous, that would make sense. But Florida State, I guess, forgot that, you know, you gotta, gotta play all four quarters. You can't just call the game. And then in the second quarter, we're like, you know, we did it. It was great. But that's not what happened. They were up 10-0 at the half and they were outscored 9-0 to in the fourth quarter. Georgia Tech ended up coming back and winning this game 16-13. to That's really tough, you know. Now, as I was watching that game, they also had a weather delay, an hour and a half weather delay on top of, you know, everything. So I can understand that. But the weather delay happened in the first half. If the weather delay happened in the second half, maybe I could possibly understand how you can only manage to score three points the entire half. If the weather delay happened in the second half, I could understand that. But the fact that it happened in the first half when you were, you know, on it, you were doing it, I'm just a little lost. I'm a little confused. You know, hopefully it was just first game jitters, you got it out, and they can really have a good season. Now, I am by no means a Florida State fan. Roll Tide. Love Alabama. Also love UNC Go Tar Heels. I'm so sorry. I almost forgot about Georgia. Love Georgia too. Those are my three college football teams. Now, the other game who stood out to me that happened over this week was Louisiana University Raging Cajun with an I. I did not know you spelled Raging with an I. I thought you spelled Raging with a U, like you spelled Cajun with a U, but fun fact for all y'all who didn't know that, you spell Raging with an I. Raging Cajun ended up being Iowa State, who was ranked number 23. If you don't know much about sports, these games, kind of like this at the beginning of the year, it's a helpful game for everyone involved. Iowa State gets 
to have that like contact competitive see how they're looking view when they schedule these games that's basically the only thing they schedule them for and Louisiana is basically being paid to lose but you know sometimes people go in here and they you know actively win and that's what Louisiana did Louisiana put it on Iowa State they were ranked number 23 and I know for a fact they are not ranked anymore because you just lost 31 to 14 by Louisiana I have heard some things about Louisiana before this and so I know they were a team to watch and a team to be on the lookout for but 31 14 coming into somebody else's house and smacking them like that that is just crazy to see so big congrats to Louisiana I would say this week in college football was kind of slow kind of boring not a good opening week with two conferences choosing not to play you know the big opening games obviously were canceled because people have to play in their conference and all that kind of jazz so hopefully this weekend we'll have bigger games more drama more excitement but those two games are the only two that really stood out to me I thought were pretty interesting if you have any games that you thought were interesting that weren't those two games please let me know over an instagram you can dm me you can comment under the episode post and we can talk about it now if you are not up to date on your soccer or know much about soccer the national women's soccer league also known as the nwsl they had a pretty interesting week they started off their fall series this weekend which is something they usually do but obviously as you know the pandemic hasn't pinned on their season they had to cut their season shorter basically after this fall series they're having right now they will not play any games until april which will be the start of a new season for them it has caused a lot of drama because big stars big ticket players are choosing to spend some time overseas you have the women national soccer team players who if you don't really follow them but you kind of know much about like the olympics and you follow that most of the players you know play for the women national soccer team well five of their most famous players have decided to spend some time across the ocean and it was tobin heath and christian press they'll be playing for manchester united Rose Lavelle and Sam Murs will be playing for Manchester City and Alex Morgan announced the other day that she will be playing for a team in London so that's really good for them but you know it also hurts the National Women's Soccer League because if they choose that they want to play overseas now these players only sign temporary contracts basically out to the end of the year with these leagues and teams across the ocean but once their NWSL contract is over they can choose to go back overseas it's a bigger market for women's soccer overseas so that means they can make more money they already have names and sponsors and stuff so it's a very interesting deal for a lot of you know women's soccer to go overseas and play because more people know more people watch now one player sam mayer she did say that her going to manchester city is what she sees herself doing for the near future so that is very concerning for fans and people who work and play in the NWSL because you know these players bring attention and bring light to your league and without those big names in the league you are struggling more than ever you are basically carrying a team with a lot of people that don't have that big target market name that you can't sell to ESPN to show your game that you can't sell to these other big markets to put it on TV so people can watch so I completely understand why you know it's a little worrisome to see these players going off and it's a little worrisome because the NWSL 
has always struggled with their time. They did completely shut down at one time before, but they haven't shut down in many years now. And I hope that that does not happen because that would be very sad to see a league who I know I have appreciate for and I know a lot of other people have appreciation for kind of go down like that. So that is not good. If you have a chance to watch the fall series, they play on Saturdays and Sundays. You can check them out on CBS Sports Network if you have it. Please check them out. Give them the ratings and show some love to women's soccer because they're great. They're ballers. That is it for this week's episode. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to head on over to Her Sports Convo podcast on Instagram and give it a follow so you can stay up to date all things Her Sports Convo. If you decide to watch the NWSL or watch the WNBA or even tell me if you agree with my Eastern Conference Finals predictions, let me know on this week's podcast episode post and we can just have a little fun conversation about it. Be safe, have fun, and don't be afraid to join the convo.